Well, hello, Jesse. How are you? I'm good, Mary. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. And this is Real Christians Living in a Real World. That's right. With Mary and Jesse. <laughs> Although I wanted to call it Jesse and Mary, but since I didn't make the logo, I have to go with what <laughs> she put on there. So. And you didn't even do alphabetical order because J comes before M. That's true. Well, but I already had the with Mary part from the previous logo, so I just added and Jesse. All right, all right. <laughs> I guess I'll give you that one. Well, I am super excited to be with you today. Yes, me too. We've had a chance to record a few podcasts, mm-hmm. and we're working out all the bugs and all those yeah. things you learn when you're doing something new. Yes. <laughs> I bet you've had lots of fun. Have you had to like search things on YouTube and learn how to... There, there have been a few things that I've been researching a little bit. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be a lot more, because like I was telling you earlier, I was working on this a little bit more oh, than that. Yes, so. if you are listening to the podcast, you're missing out on the view. But if you're here with us on YouTube, you can see our wonderful background. It's much better than it was with our first few videos. Yes. So Jesse is our creative one and our tech support and our producer and our editor. And I'm just here, I guess, just to use my mouth and talk a lot. But... That's a very key thing in a podcast. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Well, thank you so much for being such a huge support of this, Jesse. Of course. And today we did have a topic. We do. Yes. Why is it so hard to ask for help? That's a big one. It is. Mm-hmm. Do you like asking for help, Jesse? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I never realized that. No, in all of our years of friendship, you you never ever not asked for help, right? Oh, no. Yeah, hmm. yeah. That that one's not a big shocker. I, and I think, sadly, I think that's something that far too many people struggle with. Because I mean, so many reasons. But I mean, just from a societal standpoint, in our country, we are so. We so revere um, independence and pulling yourself up with your bootstraps and all of that kind of thing, you know, that, you know, you need to be able to do it yourself and not need any help. And which is just sad, but that's part of the culture that we live in, that we've been kind of have that ingrained in us. Yeah, you know. I never thought about the difference between Americans and Europeans until a friend of mine had moved to France mm-hmm. with her husband for work. And um, one of the things one of the French people said to her was that Americans are more outgoing. And mm-hmm. they were saying that when like the New World was discovered, people that had that frontierism spirit right. or that attitude, okay, I'm going to go and there's not going to be a village, there's not going to be family to help mm-hmm. me, but that's okay, I can just do it myself. Those were all the people who exited Europe. And that's so an they point. were talking about how even now, a couple hundred years later, uh-huh. how we've been raised with that spirit of we don't necessarily look to our village, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily um, are too shy to try mm-hmm. different things, but that in general, right. Americans are more, you know, bravado with uh-huh. all of that. And so it was interesting her kind of reflecting on his yeah. perspective, and I never really thought of it that way. No, I hadn't either. That's really interesting because it, I, I mean, I never really wondered as to why, but that makes so much sense that, you know, being founded from, you know, people who were 
independent and pushing forward and well okay this is how this is great you do your thing I'm gonna go do mine and let's see what happens and yeah so to kind of come from that sort of background it does make a lot of sense that that would just kind of linger over the generations yeah and you know when I'm at the mission or different places and I'm talking to people and I always like to look at the scriptures and show Mm -hmm. them you know it's okay to ask you know and a lot of times people say, well, but doesn't the Bible say <laughs> that God helps those who help themselves? Oh. And I'm like, no, that's not <laughs> in his word. Right. But I think that, you know, I, I always say if Satan can get us to believe the lies. Absolutely. Then he can isolate us and pick us off. Because yeah. if you're struggling, and, and we're not necessarily just talking about like, oh, come over and help me paint my deck. Which, right. I mean, if you have a lot of pizza and fun day, <laughs> I mean, something might not be, you know, oh, sure, I'll come help you paint right. deck. But it's even to me more important when, you know, hey, I need help. I'm depressed. Right. Or, hey, you know what? We're going through a really hard time. You know, can you help me with my kids? Um, you know, I've done that with you, Jesse. Yeah. There's been times where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've got uh-huh. Claudia at the school, and she needs to get right. to her lesson. Could you pick her up for me? Yeah. And I think for a lot of moms or people mm-hmm. in general, that's really hard to call somebody up because you feel like you're inconveniencing them. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of things come from <laughs> from me is, is less about the independence and more about, oh, I don't want to be a burden to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and that, you know, that that's sad. And I think a lot of people wind up with that mindset as well, just that we're afraid to put extra on other people. We kind of project this idea that, oh, well, they've got too much to do already. I can't, they can't, they're not going to want to help me because that's just adding to their burden. That's an inconvenience or um, you know more time that they need to take out of time with their family or their whatever they're doing and I we forget that people who care about us want to help us do life want to be there for us and to be able to share those burdens um, share ours and us share theirs so that we can all just kind of have a little easier go of things. I know. Well, and I don't know about you. You and I are a little bit different. I'm more extroverted in some yes. areas. Just, just a few. Yeah. Just a few. But um, when somebody calls me up and asks me to help them, mm-hmm. and maybe it's some sort of egocentric bad part of me, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I like that. Like, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, they need my help. Like, right. oh, like, I, you know, I'm the one that's going to solve this uh-huh. for them. Like, it makes me feel good. You know, what's interesting about that, I was just thinking as you were saying that, on the one hand, I do too. It does. I, I like to be the problem solver, the one that can help somebody else out. But also having um, boundary issues. <laughs> And difficulty saying no to people, I think, may also inform my issues with asking someone else because I'm thinking, okay, well, I don't want to put them in a position where they feel awkward about it if they don't want to. So you're assuming because it's hard for you to say no, that the person you're asking wouldn't say no if they really didn't want to. I think I, 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 think I do project those things a lot. and. Yeah, I need to be more <laughs> realistic about who these people are. <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> but, you know, it's those things that you don't necessarily think right. through in the right. moment. You're just 
get that sense of, oh, I don't want to put them through that, not necessarily, I think this way, and so I think they'll think this way, too. Right. Well, because I'm sure, like, you know, with me, right. if you were to ask me to do something and I really couldn't do it, oh yeah, that I wouldn't feel bad saying, mm-hmm. oh, I'm really sorry, I can't. Right. I like to be a problem solver, too, so I mm-hmm. might say, like, oh, but, you know, my, I'd offer my mm-hmm. husband or something right. if I knew there was somebody else that could help you, just yeah. because, you know, you do feel bad if you can't help someone. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have a problem if I really couldn't do it. Right. But you're right. There are a lot of people who maybe would go out of their way when they really couldn't. Right. But then part of me thinks, like, is there anything wrong with that? I mean, especially if you're not, like, asking a person a lot. Like, Right. I mean, if I'm all of a sudden in a pinch, let's say, mm-hmm. God forbid, one of my kids breaks a leg and they're in surgery and I need right. to go get Claudia and maybe it really wasn't convenient for mm-hmm. you and you had to leave the grocery store to go get mm-hmm. her. I think that there's certain people in your life mm-hmm. that even though it was inconvenient oh, yeah. to no, help there's... a person out, wouldn't, they wouldn't mind doing that. Right. I think a, a lot of that comes down more to, um, like I said, some of it's projection, but I think a lot of it too just comes down more to personalities right. and you know your comfort level with with people and with um, that vulnerability. But you know, you bring up a good point without the comfort level with certain people. I think almost this topic would build on how do I make friends? Yeah. Because if you're in a position where you really don't feel like you have friends you could even Absolutely. ask, this is a hard one maybe to listen to process because yeah. you're like, okay, well, you two sound like you're really good right. close friends, right? Which right. we are. Yeah. And so we have somebody to call and ask mm-hmm. for help, but I don't necessarily have that right. is what somebody else might be saying. And I think there's a whole aspect of men and how they perceive their friends yeah. and how they ask for help. True. That's totally, you know, another whole topic in and of itself. Absolutely. And, you know, like you were saying earlier, uh, you know, there's a difference between, like, if you're asking somebody, hey, can you come help paint my porch or something, versus when you're dealing with more of the emotional side of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you bringing up the, the difference in how men maybe ask for help, that's typically an area that they struggle more with being open. Right. You know, again, kind of a societal thing that, oh, men don't cry and all that <laughs> nonsense. But, you know, you get fed that stuff long enough and you believe it. You feel like, oh, I can't be vulnerable. That's so true. That is so true. <clears throat> well, why is asking for help so hard? I think that we've, we've touched on a lot of points. Mm-hmm. I think that one of the issues, let's say, okay, let's say you do have friends. Mm-hmm. And you do feel very comfortable with them. Right. And um, you feel like you could inconvenience them if you wanted to, right? right. That they would handle that. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, though, too, it's, I don't know if it's, it would be considered like a pride level. Yeah. But there is something in us that thinks that, like, we should be able yes. to handle our life or handle, Absolutely. be able to do everything. You know, they call it, like, for women, like the super mom syndrome, right? right? Like, I should be able to, to figure this out on my mm-hmm. own. And so to ask somebody else for help maybe right. infers that you're not able to do it all on your own. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something there 
that makes it hard to ask for help. Absolutely. And that, I think, partly comes from, you know, those comparing yourself to other people. You maybe see somebody, you don't see everything in their lives, but we forget that. We just see the outside. We see, oh, well, this person, they've got, you know, so many kids and they've got a full-time job and they their house is always perfect. How do they do that? Why can't I get my living room vacuumed when it's just me and my husband and the cats, you know? And, you know, so we start comparing ourselves, but we don't know what's going on in the background. We don't know what it took for them to um, get that their house that way, what they're sacrificing for that, that maybe we take for granted. Mm. Um, you know, the other areas in their lives that might be suffering that we just don't see. Right. But we see this perfect picture and think, I can't ask for help. They can do it all. Why can't I? I know. And I think that there's two elements there. You know, you're talking about how we perceive others. Mm Mm-hmm but then how we perceive ourselves. Yeah. I have found life has become so much easier when I just go around saying, I'm not perfect, I make <laughs> mistakes, like, yeah. I don't know how to do the right thing. I can tell you, you know, what I'm thinking here, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm no expert. And as right. soon as I stopped making perfection my goal, mm-hmm. instead made embracing who I am in this moment my goal, Right. Uh, so much more peace. Yeah. And it make it made it honestly easier to ask for help because yeah. a flawed person needs help. Absolutely. And you know, we all are. Right. We all do need help. And yeah. we'll talk about a few of the scriptures <laughs> and why as real Christians living in a real world, right. we should make an effort to try to ask for help. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a lot of it is how we perceive ourselves. Yeah. I, I agree. And I was just thinking it comes down as well to, comes back to the relationship things on some level. The more you are living life with people and seeing the reality of their lives and not just the perfect Pinterest pictures or whatever, the more you're able to be like, okay, yeah, they're just as messy as I am. Oh, that's good. They're just as flawed as I am. It's okay. We are the same. Yeah, that's you know, huge. And, and finding that level footing, you know, to recognize, you know, okay, they're not perfect either. Whew. You know, and it's hard when we, I, I think that's a, another one of those issues with creating friendships is when you just see this outside and, and you don't see the flaws and you're thinking, oh, I don't know if I can be friends with them. I don't know if they'd really like me if they knew the real me and all of my mess and all of my flaws. And But until you actually put yourself out there, which is really, really hard, uh, <laughs> until you actually put yourself out there and get, start getting to know them and allowing them to know the mess that you are and finding out the mess that they are too. <laughs> You know, you're just going to have that distance and not have those people that you can recognize. Okay, nobody else is perfect either. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the big things that we do, and I don't know if this is just a cultural thing or if it's a generational thing, but I think we have this notion in our head that we need to find people similar to us. Yeah. So, you know, if, if I'm, and, and sometimes that becomes natural, that's how we're raised, right? Mm-hmm. When, 
you're in fifth grade, you hang out with fifth graders, mm-hmm. right? And that live in the same town as you. When you're in high right. school, you hang out with people on maybe on the same sports teams that you're mm-hmm. on or in the band that like you are. Right. And then all of a sudden you become an adult and maybe you're hanging out with somebody 20 years older than you. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's your coworker at work and she's mm-hmm. like one of your best friends. And you know, it's hard to conceptualize right. when you're younger that you would be hanging out with somebody so old, you know? (laughs) But I think, like, biblically, right, the Bible Mm -hmm. talks about how the older women help the younger women. Mm -hmm. And I think we see, you know, lots of different generations and people together. We see, you know, Paul with a Timothy. Mm -hmm. And who becomes the people around us that circle expands when we're willing to say, hey, you know what, there's a new widower at our mm-hmm. church, and I'm going to invite them over on Sundays to come over yeah. for dinner. And the next thing you know, it's your 12-year-old's new best friend, and they yeah. go fishing together, and, and all of a sudden you have somebody to ask for help, and it wasn't necessarily who you thought was right. going to be the person that would help you out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that reminds me, and we had said something in one of the previous uh, sessions too, but I was someplace recently and they had this lighthouse picture on the, the wall and a quote that was something along the lines of, remember maybe you're the beacon someone else needs. And it was when we were talking about why go to church. Oh, yes, that's yes. so good. Because sometimes, you know, we think, oh, well, you know, they don't. We, we convince ourselves we don't need other people or that they you know don't wouldn't want to be be friends with us or whatever but sometimes sometimes we're exactly what somebody else needs in their life but we're kind of we're sacrificing that friendship for them when we don't Put ourselves out there to find friendships for ourselves yeah it's it's huge but then it goes back to we don't need that right right <laughs> we don't need that i don't really need right. that and i don't want to bother them yeah. well guess what folks it's time to start bothering some people <laughs> i need to be bothered you need to be bothered right our lives are way too boring and stale <laughs> and we need new friends and i need you to ask for help so then right. i have a connection with you yes so that's that's funny to ask for help so that you have a connection I think that's great I had just read something the other day they were talking about um, it was just this this little story from someone's childhood about a time when um, the their parent had gone next door to ask the neighbor for salt when they already had some and they're asking them later well why did you ask that well honey they sometimes need something from us so I wanted to ask for something from them too so that they would feel like it was okay oh that's so wonderful and I thought that was just the sweetest thing because you know some yeah sometimes we we feel that burden burdensome we feel like oh I all I can do is ask but we all have something we can give too you know sometimes it's just a listening ear you know there's so many times when somebody just they aren't looking for solutions they just need somebody to be there and hear them out and be like oh man wow that's that's tough yeah I think um, it reminds me of I don't know probably 10 years ago there was a young couple at our church and the woman was going back to college Mm -hmm. and so while the husband was at work during the day she had asked if I could keep the little boy Uh and 
you know, she, so I'm, I'm helping them. I said, yes. Mm -hmm. And then they said, is there anything we can do in barter? Now it would have been really easy for me to say, nope, there's nothing you can offer me. Right. It's okay. I'll just watch your kid. But that would have taken some value of their lives away Mm -hmm. for me to look at them and say, there's nothing of your life that we can, we can, we value. Uh And so instead her husband um, was the worship pastor and was a musician so my oldest was learning how to play the drum set and so I asked him I said could you come once a week and just mm-hmm. help him set it up he got this for Christmas he said, I don't know if it's set up correctly show right. him how to use it and their value was added mm-hmm. to our family and it ended up being a great you know friendship that my son mm-hmm. had with this young man and he had somebody to look up to and I, you know I became close with the wife during that mm-hmm. time and got to know the kids and again, right, it was hard to ask for help. Right. They, you know, she asked for help, and I'm sure that was very hard for her. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, I'll help you. But then I had to think of something that uh-huh. I could ask them to help us with. Right. But because of that, it led to so many valuable things in our lives. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me of something. Um, there's a YouTuber that I like to watch who... Um, talks about her experiences with ADHD and one of the things she likes to say that she was told when she was younger is you can do hard things but you don't have to do them the hardest way possible and that's exactly the same kind of thing sure you could have figured out the drum set yourselves you could have gone online and researched it and or what have you but here was this opportunity that was put there for you and so instead of saying oh no 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 we will we'll figure it out we don't need need any help you know you were able to say oh wait here's somebody who knows it and would be willing to come and do this and make this easier and there's nothing wrong with taking advantage of that you know it I'm sure he loved being able to share his expertise and you know so it wasn't it was a blessing to him as well in his being able to be like oh i know this stuff i can help you out and teach as well as like you had said that kind of um uh trade as it were for for the babysitting you know and that's just really cool i know in the word of god it says you have not because you ask not Mm. And, you know, and so much of God's word is talking about, you know, ask, receive, right. seek. And, you know, how do we pray? Ask. You know? Right. And I always tell people, like, what does it mean to have faith? Mm-hmm. Well, faith means that you believe somebody can do it and then you're asking them to do right. it. I always say, if, if I have a 50-pound bag of cat food or dog food <laughs> and I want somebody to put it into the plastic tote in the garage without making a mess, I have zero faith that my daughter Claudia can lift that 50 pound bag and get it all in there without making a mess. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, not even five foot and only less than 100 pounds, and she's just not strong enough to do right. it. But I have faith that mm-hmm. my 15 year old, who's almost six foot tall and lifts weights and mm-hmm. has the ability to get that in there without making a mess. So I ask him. Right. You know, so if if I have a belief somebody can do it, but I never ask them, and then I'm not applying the faith that I have right. in them. And so God wants us to ask. Yeah. But I think the way that he blesses us is also through the people he surrounds us with. True. Because true. the sheep are all kept together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're as Christians, we're, we're supposed to be 
part of a family of mm-hmm. God, and there's different gifts given to the family. And so right. you have that creativity gift, right, and, and mm-hmm. the the ability to do different things. And my gifts are totally different. Right. And I could suffer through life and, right, like you said, do it the yeah. hard way, the hard way, the hard way, or I can come together mm-hmm. with other people around me. Yeah. When we, when we think of the men, I often think the men in – much more greater amounts than the women have this in the head that they need to be the man. Mm-hmm. They need to have it all figured out. Yeah. They have to be that provider, the fixer. Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest, like some of the best hangout times my husband has had with other guys are when they invite him over and say, hey, can yep. you help me with my car? Right. Hey, can you help me? Now, could the guy, other guy have figured out? Probably. But right. he didn't have to do it by himself. He right. could have an extra pair of hands. Exactly. He could have somebody holding the light. And honestly, that's usually how, in my husband's case, how they bond, how they right. become closer friends is when they ask for help. And it does make him feel good to know, mm-hmm. like, this person needs my help. Yeah. But I think what you, the number one thing you have to do is have some courage mm-hmm. to ask somebody for help, right? Fear, yeah. understanding is usually what makes asking for help so hard. Yeah. And, there's one other thing that I was actually thinking about a few days ago on this topic that I think a lot of people have been hurt through asking other Christians. Oh, that's good. Other Christians who maybe aren't comfortable with what they're asking or think they have to be perfect too or maybe have some misguided teachings and come back with instead of listening instead of supporting instead of actually offering some sort of form of solution do the pat Christian answers of oh we'll just leave it at the cross don't say those things over your life or well, just have faith and pray about it. It'll be okay. Now, none of those things are bad, per se. Obviously, we we should be praying about our, our situations. And our goals are always to be able to give it to God and to be able to trust that He's got us. But that's hard. And when you're in the midst of crisis and you're reaching out to someone for help and they're saying, Oh, we'll just be positive. That just completely undermines everything that you're feeling. And then you wind up feeling like, okay, there's no point in even talking to these people because they're not going to offer any concrete help or support in this situation. And you wind up feeling like you need to deal with it on your own anyway. And I think too often people have had that through their lives and then they stop reaching out. That's huge, you know, and I'm thinking of like some practical things asking for Mm -hmm. help, but there is so much of that emotional, right? Like if I am depressed or if I am having struggles with my kids or, Mm -hmm. and I think that it's kind of like going to fast food places, Mm -hmm. you know, I want this quick, easy meal, right? And sometimes talk to a friend, you just want something quick, give me something Mm -hmm. encouraging to get through this day. And sometimes you just have this bad experience and then yeah. you think like, okay, I had this bad McDonald's experience. I'm mm-hmm. never going to any fast food ever again. Right. And reality is maybe you need to go to Burger King tomorrow. Yeah. And so 
again, though, that, that takes that courage to say, okay, I've had bad experiences with these yeah. particular places or people. Right. Can I ask maybe this other place or person? Yeah. And, and that takes so much more courage than the first time. Oh, that's huge. You know, because if the first time you, it took courage to reach out to begin with and then to get hurt by it, to get, feel dismissed by it. Mm. And, you know, and you have, like I said, none of these things at their core are bad, but they're being used in the wrong way. You know, when you're presenting an issue and someone's saying, oh, well, don't speak that over your life. You know, your words have power. Yes, you want to you know, speak life. You want to speak good things in your life and do your best to be positive. But we also have to acknowledge the reality of what's happening with us, the reality of what we're feeling, the reality of what we're struggling with. If we just put on a happy face and move forward and say, oh, well, I guess that's not happening. <laughs> that does not help yeah. anything. Well, as this episode comes to an end, I think that you have given us a topic for a future episode. <laughs> you know, what do we do when people hurt us? Yeah. You know, how do we recover from that and Absolutely. learn how to trust again? So, yeah, we definitely will explore that topic. And I think adding making friends, right? Mm -hmm. Like how do, how do real Christians living in a real world make right. friends? Because there's so many different types of people in America today, right. maybe culturally we're not the same, and, mm -hmm. and can you become friends with somebody who is different than you? I don't know. Oh, no. I don't know if that's possible, <laughs> but we will definitely talk about that, and so I hope that you have a great week. You too. And we hope all of you are having a great week, and we hope you tune in again and join us. Absolutely. As we are all real Christians. In the real world. <laughs>